0: Welcome to the Royal Christian Centre Sermon Podcast. You see, if you humble yourself before God, God will lift you up. That's what the Bible says, that humble yourself and the Lord will walk with you. Humble yourself and the Lord will exalt you. But humility is something that we really haven't been taught in recent years. Uh Uh-huh. I remember when... Some years ago, we were running a, a, a situation where we would get lots and lots of CVs. And some of the CVs were fantastic. You know, I don't know whether they were made up, but they certainly weren't made up in, on earth. They must have been made up somewhere else in heaven, maybe. But the, the CVs read something like this. I am the most brilliant person in the universe. If you employ me, I will be gracious enough to transform your business for you, you know? Now, you say, that's an exaggeration. Well, not really, because they got qualifications coming out of their ears. Many of them were fictitious. And they had this, that, and the other. And when you sat and looked at the person, you thought, this CV can't belong to you, you know? And before long, it would just unravel. And i got to say that so often we are encouraged in this world to pretend to be something we're not. It doesn't work, folks. God wants you to be you. He just wants you to be honest with him. If you're weak, tell him and let him make you strong. If you're confused, tell him and let him sort out your confusion. If you can't make ends meet, tell him and let him help you to make ends meet. If you can't get your relationships right, tell him and let him start changing your relationships, which may be that he will start changing you first because God starts with you and when he's got you sorted, he'll start with your partner, your husband, your wife. He'll get there too, don't worry. But God starts where the need is. What's really Desperately, inside your life that needs to be addressed. Bring it to God. Be honest about it. And let God really get sorting it for you. Okay, let's move on. The second key, the first one is being humble, is in Isaiah 32 and verse 15. It says in Isaiah 32 and verse 15, Till the Spirit... Is poured upon us from on high, and the desert becomes a fertile field. Till the Spirit is poured. I I want to say to you this morning that it's time for every one of us to pray for God the Holy Spirit to come in all his power. We need a lot more of God the Holy Spirit. And I I was so thrilled to see the young people at their what do you call it? What do you call that you had on Friday night? Ball. Is that what he was? Summer, summer, summer ball. You guys in your bow ties looked amazing. I need to borrow one. <laughs> you really did. You young ladies looked so amazing. It was absolutely fabulous to see you. Can I just say to you that you are, when I looked at that group of young people, I thought, wow you're absolutely fabulous you seeking the heart the power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit could become and oh God I pray you will become a life changing force connect with God he is not a double A battery he is not a triple-A battery. He is not a solar panel, and he certainly is not a wind farm. Look at God. Just recently, in the space of one hour, in one part just near London, they counted 100 lightning strikes. Each one of those lightning strikes had the power In each one, to generate enough electricity for the whole of this country for at least one year. In other words, in one hour, God, in all his great power and authority in heaven, is dealing with stuff which is way beyond the mind of men. We can calculate the power of God. It's time now to start bringing the even greater power. Because if the lightning is that, think about the power of the Holy Spirit. He is beyond that by how many volumes? You and I, we do not understand the greatness of the power of God. But God wants to do amazing things, but you've got to connect with that. Hearing sermons will not connect you. Getting on your knees alone with God will connect you. That's where you find God. You find God on your knees alone in prayer. And he doesn't turn up in the first two minutes. He often doesn't turn up until after the first two hours. But give some time. Many things will change in our world. But one thing has never changed, and that is the power of prayer and the connecting of prayer. And when you learn how to pray, and it's not fancy words, it's just saying, God, I need you. Father God, I need you. Jesus, please come. Fill my life. Fill my life. Take control. Take control. Connect with God. Connect with God. There's not a day of your life that you don't need to connect with God. This morning, like every Sunday morning, I walked out of my house and I walked all the way to church. And when I was walking to church this morning, I was connecting with God, talking with God. I come into the prayer meeting and continue that, connecting with God, talking with God. You see, I still need to connect with God. Because I know he's the only real, real that can make the difference. Nothing, nothing, nothing in this world begins to touch or come anywhere near the real connection with God. To be on your knees and know that today you're going to meet somebody and you will be the carrier of a miracle. Over my life, over and over again, I've experienced being on my knees, praying for a mission that's going to take place that night. And God has said to me, tonight, you're going to see this. Tonight, you must do that. To get onto the pulpit and have my sermon all written out. And God says, that's not what I want you to say now. I want you to say this. To go to people and as I go to them, to lay hands on them, God will speak and say, this is what you must say to this person. And it can be so confusing because I remember when I was just 21 years old, just arrived in Bible school, going to Bognor Regis, and I went, and I laid my hands on the lady, and I said, what do you want? And she said, it's for my sister. And she gave me a load of spiel. And then God spoke to me, and I suddenly realised, hey, god speaks it frightened the living daylights out of me and then it realized what he was saying and that frightened me even more because god said to me it's not for her sister she hasn't got one it's for her and this is her problem i had a choice then listen to god or listen to that woman There she stood, and I remember it till I die because she was in a white mink coat. I didn't know, but the man in the peak cup at the back was her chauffeur. And outside was a brand new Rolls-Royce. And she had enough mascara on her face to sink two battleships. (laughs) She was really, really, you know, done up to the nines as they said in those days. And I looked at her and I said, excuse me but, but God has just spoken to my heart oh she said and God tells me you haven't got a sister how did you know that wow that was my start wow I then told her everything that God has said to me and the tears began to flow and the mascara joined with the tears and flowed like a river down onto the white mink coat. That woman's life was changed. Why? Because I listened to God. And that's something you can learn to do. That's something you can learn to do. Listen to God. He will tell you things which are way beyond your understanding. Isaiah listened to God read 66 chapters of profound amazing stuff. Daniel listened to God. He unlocks the future and tells us about the end of time and how this world is going to come to a close and a new life world is going to start. John in the book of Revelation. He was working as a slave in the salt mines of Patmos. He listened to God. He wrote those amazing chapters in the book of Revelation and unlocks all the wisdom of the ages and shows us now and then the future and then the end time. It's all there. Listen to God. You say, oh, well, you know, it's all right. Perhaps when you started being a pastor in 1968, Things were different then. They were different then. But God wasn't different then. God's the same today. And Hebrews tells me that in verse 13. It tells me that he is the same yesterday, today and forever. God doesn't change. And God wants to take young men and young women and older people too. And God wants to speak to you and speak through you so that it changes your life and it changes your family and it changes your neighbours and it changes the people around you so that in changing them, you can be further changed. Because God wants you to have an exciting experience. God is not boring. Did you know that? Sermons can be boring. I'm sorry about that. But God isn't boring. God's exciting. God is the difference between driving a three wheeled car that's about to collapse and fall over and a brand new Ferrari. We've talked of that one before, haven't we? I don't know much about the Ferrari, but I do remember being in a car, an Austin A40, going down the A1 with my brother driving, and a wheel passed us, and my brother said, that's our front wheel. (laughs) So he said to my friend who was sitting in the back with me, he said, come on, and get onto Paul's knee, and so he got onto my knee to hold the car more on this side so that we could slow down gently, and eventually it rested down. You think, oh dear. But in those days, you see, we used to find our way forward. What he did was he went and collected the wheel, brought it back, stole one nut from the other three wheels, put them back on with three nuts, and we went home. That's how we did it. Don't talk about MOTs, of course. What am I saying to you? God doesn't change. All you need to do is to pray for the Holy Spirit. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you will find the most exciting life it is possible to have. It is time for all of us to seek the face of God. It is time for us to seek His will for our lives. Time to read the Bible, search our hearts, and humble ourselves and obey Him. If you lean on yourself and on those around you, who very often only echo your own thoughts and agree with you. They'll agree with you. They'll agree with your fears. They'll agree with your ideas. And then they'll criticize you when you fail. But God says, eh, eh, do it this way. I'm going to give you two scripture readings and then we finish. The first is one that's well known. It's Proverbs chapter three, but I'm going to read a bit more to you this morning than the usual two verses. So just come with me And it's Proverbs chapter 3, and I'm reading from verse 1. My son, my daughter, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. When God gives you a clip around the ear, it's not saying I don't like you, it's saying I love you. When God gives you a kick up the backside, it's not saying you're a failure, it's saying I want you to be a success and I'm going to help you. When God grabs you and says, I'm going to give you a little shaking, he's not giving you a shaking for a breaking, he's giving you a shaking for a making. He doesn't want to break you, he wants to make you. And sometimes the only way that God can make you is to shake some stuff out of you so that you become the person He wants you to be. If you're a child of God, He wants you to be a success, not a failure. He wants you to be. Someone that really is on a great journey going to a great place. The second scripture, it's a lovely psalm. And just come with me into Psalm 4. Psalm 4. It's just eight verses. We'll read it. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger do not sin. When you are on your bed, search your heart and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. God's got the answers, even to the questions you've not yet asked. God's got the answers. Back to verse five, trust in the Lord. So you today have a choice. And really the choice is summed up in success or failure. You've got the choice to succeed or to fail. You've got the choice to attain, reach, mediocrity, or excellence. It's up to you. It's right before you. Do you really wanna make something good happen or do you just wanna puzzle through, muddle through? It's just how sometimes we are. Oh, we just get through the day, get through the day, get through the day. God wants you to really and truly know what it is to be a man or a woman who make a difference. I've given you some keys this morning. Humble yourself before God and pray for the Holy Spirit. You have the keys. It's up to you whether you use them. If you will humble your heart, if you will seek God and cry out to Him to fill you with the Holy Spirit, You know, you won't be like those poor, poor people who were meddling around and muddling it all and messing it up. They were looking to Egypt. They were looking to each other. They were trying so hard to do it their way and they failed utterly, totally and miserably. But God said, you don't have to. You really, really don't have to. You can have an amazing life. Do you want it? You can have this incredible anointing over your life. Do you want it? Shall we pray? In a few moments, we'll be singing our last songs. And if you are looking to God to heal you, do go to one of the prayer stations. There are four of them around the room. And there'll be people there to pray with you for God to heal you. But just as we prepare to close, let me just ask one very simple question. It may be that somebody sitting here this morning is, say, excuse me, what you said really doesn't quite gel with my mind. I do want to know God. I do want to know what it is to be successful in my life and to have God's blessing over my life. But I'm not connecting. It's because you first have to ask Jesus to come into your life. And when you ask Jesus to come into your life, that is the key that opens up your heart to him. So while we just close our eyes for a moment, there may be just somebody sitting here this morning saying, well, I want Jesus to come into my heart. And I want Jesus to do something special in my life. And if that is the case, I'd love to say a prayer for you. And i just ask you, while eyes are closed and heads are bowed, put your hand up. I'll see it. And I'll just pray a prayer for you right now. So if anybody wants to make that step, just put your hand up this morning and I'll be delighted to say a prayer for you. God bless you, that's lovely. Lovely to see that hand. Is there anybody else? And You say, me as well. Yes, I see a gentleman at the back there. That's great. Put your hand down, thank you. Is there someone else? You say, yeah, include me in the prayer, please. I'll be happy to pray for you. Is there anybody else before I pray? God bless you at the back. The Lord be with you. Anyone else? Lord Jesus, I thank you for the three people who've raised their hand this morning and they are special to you. You love them. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will, by your power, do something amazing and totally transformational in them and for them. I know, Lord, there are two other people here this morning who at this moment have not invited you into their lives yet. I pray for them as well. Because this morning, those two people are special to you. You love them. You know the lady with her struggles in her family situation. You know, Lord Jesus, that she's tried so many things and they've not worked out. But this morning, I pray that she will be able to put her faith and her trust in you And in so doing, see the miracle happen that she's been wanting to happen for the last 10 years. I see that younger lady, and Lord Jesus, she's come here today with a friend, and she doesn't really know, but yet she wants to know. So I pray for her, that Lord Jesus, she will find you even today. Help her to find you. And for those who need healing, please God, give them healing today. And for everybody here, help us to humble ourselves and turn to you. And then help us to seek your Holy Spirit's power and blessing that we may become people who change our world, not just people who live in our world. Make us the difference. Help us to be people who change our world. For Jesus' sake, amen. 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 The Lord bless you, and the Lord look after you. If you raised your hand straight at the end, would you go straight to the very back of the church, right into the bay window, and there'll be people there who will give you a gift and have a little talk with you and be a blessing to you. And if the other two people want to join them, just go back there. Take courage, I know, but it's called the Start Lounge, and there's a big sign there that says Start. So just go there and get your help and get your blessing.